And welcome back to Utter Descent. I'm Brian, and with me again, I have my brother Eric. How's it going? It's been a while. It has been a while. We've, uh, not that anyone who's ever going to listen to this, if anyone's ever going to listen to this, <laughs> would know, um, because I don't really think we have that rabbit of a following that they're like, oh man, when's the next episode going to come out? Um, but we've been on a bit of a hiatus over the winter break, just people traveling, you know, work, getting to and from wherever it is we live to visit family. It's, uh, been a little bit busy and people haven't had time to work on this not to mention the fact that this game has been taking me forever to work through um so on that note the game that we're doing today is here's my magic five um which as the name might imply is the fifth installment of the here's my magic series and is actually probably the what 15th game in the might and magic uh game series yeah probably i mean they have that whole like RPG style setting, which is right. just might and magic, you know. And I'm pretty sure, not too recently ago, but a couple years back, they put out the tenth in that. So this must must be like the fifth or the fifteenth. So yeah, um, very very old game series. Uh, I remember playing the third one. I think was the first one we played at our cousin's house way way back. I mean, I must have been like six or seven when we first played that game. And, oh yeah, uh, it was really cool to watch. I mean, the amount of detail that they had in that and the art that they had was pretty sweet. Um, especially for the time. Right, and convinced us to go grab, I think, Heroes 2, and then eventually we got 3. Yeah, yeah, Heroes 2 was the one that we ended up finding. I have no idea why we couldn't get 3, right. but and again, for, that was before Steam. <laughs> for those of you who aren't familiar with this game, Heroes is the abbreviated version of Heroes of Might Magic. Right, because Heroes of My Magic is a fucking mouthful. Right. We don't need to go through all those words before talking about a game. Exactly. So, yeah, um, let me give a brief introduction to what my feelings were uh, about this game. And I think the I can do this in a single word. Disappointment. Disappointment. Very, very large amounts of disappointment. Bullshit. It's a wonderful yeah. game to have, considering... Well, just think about it this way, you know? If you have... The original three, right? Mm-hmm. It's nice to have another one to play because I've already played the crap out of those and I was happy to have this one to play because it kind of brings back most of the same experience that I would have had in those except just different units, different strategies. Which, uh, I don't know, it tickled my fancy when I first got it at least. Well, except for the fact that if I want to go back and relive the fun of playing the Heroes games, I'll just play the good ones. Why would I go and play this one? The only reason I could think is if it had a great story to follow, and it doesn't. So, disappointment. <laughs> All right, well, we can talk more about your specific gripes in a minute. Maybe we should give a little overview of exactly what the game's about, how it plays, what kind of game it is. Right, so let's see what Steam has to say about that. Um, Witness the amazing evolution of the genre-defining strategy game as it becomes a next-generation phenomenon melding classic deep fantasy with next-generation visuals and gameplay bullshit in the renowned <laughs> Might and Magic universe. Demon swarms spread chaos over the land in a relentless assault. I mean, aside from the fact that it sounds like it's just jerking itself off, I guess the finer points of it are probably about right. I mean, demon swarms spread chaos over the land. Yeah, that's kind of, I think, what the game was about. It doesn't really tell you anything about the game. It kind of assumes you already know. Not a very helpful um, 
description in terms of what to expect when you actually play it. So what the game really is, it's a uh, strategy game where you kind of manage everything in a turn-based method where um, there's a overall like broad look at the map where you travel around as your hero with like a limited amount of movement points and resources and you collect resources and fight mobs that are spawned to guard different resources or enemy players which have their own heroes to do the combat they wind up uh zooming into the battlefield and then all of your creatures are displayed and you work it in a chess match style um where now you yeah, play against kinda. alternating yeah um but your units have each each of them have their own abilities and like initiative so the order of play isn't always exactly the same right it's not like in chess you can move anything you want but in this game there's an order to who's going next exactly it's a different kind of strategy where you're kind of making decisions based on the lineup of your troops that are coming up rather than what you would do if you had control of anyone at any time right so and you also have your hero themselves which is where the magic part of my magic comes in they're the ones who are able to cast the powerful spells that can really ruin the enemy uh if you choose to specialize in that direction certain heroes mm -hmm. will focus mostly on um making their units stronger so they don't play as big of a role but they'll be able to cast certain blessings and skills on the battlefield that usually buff the the creatures themselves yeah so that's that's an overview of what the <laughs> the game's play is kind of we'll get into a little bit more in a bit um let's go through how the initial impressions of the game were like working through the cinematics and everything when i started playing because as i mentioned i have quite a history with this game the first time i played this was years ago i think we actually had bought the disc version of the game and i kind of remember playing a few missions of it and just as i said disappointment there was a reason i stopped playing then i got it on steam and it i think i put in maybe like 12 hours um and i for some reason i decided to stop playing so when i went to play it this time i was coming into it going i don't remember why but i remember really not being happy with this maybe i was wrong but still don't think that was the case started up intro cinematic start and immediately i'm like wow this game's not aged well at all i don't know if this looked good at the time but it definitely doesn't look good now <laughs> um and you it comes in it's the king of the griffin empire who's i guess the human empire is the best way of describing him um he and his soon-to-be wife isabel are i think walking down the aisle to get married i don't know if they actually make that apparent or if they just happen to be walking down the aisle anyway because the marriage gets interrupted by demons spawning in and killing everyone but they refer to her and him as husband and wife and she's the queen and everything so if their wedding was just interrupted then she wasn't the queen which makes me think that maybe it was something else but they don't really explain it so demons come in fight with the the king he zaps them with a thing and the queen runs away with some like night guy saying oh man this is going to get bad i hear the demons are attacking everywhere and the entire time the voice acting is god-awful and the dialogue is nearly pointless and i just go from that to this pretty bad interface that's lagging a lot even on my ridiculously good computer i'm just like this is not boating 
well. <laughs> I don't know why this game's lagging. It shouldn't. It's from 2006. And that intro cinematic was horrible. And it sounds like they're setting up some kind of like vaguely put together fantasy bullshit. Oh boy, I hope the gameplay makes up for it. <laughs> so about that gameplay, um, as Eric said, turn-based style for pretty much everything. The only thing, um, no, no, it's all turn-based. You, you, you'll come into any one of the missions, uh, especially in the campaign, they'll give you some sort of an objective that you're going to do. You have a main castle that you start out at where you build units and certain buildings that can either provide additional resources or build up your castle for extra defense or provide um, magic spells for your heroes to cast, get extra heroes. That's your main hub. You travel around gathering up resources, which come in on a daily basis uh, once you capture the, the mine, uh, or you'll find them laying around. You go defeating stuff to upgrade your hero through experience points, and as Eric said, all of the combat's turn-based, and depending on which mission it is, you end it by doing whatever the hell the objective is, um, but eventually you're going to run into another hero if you beat them. Usually that means you win. You can go get other people's uh, castles or strongholds or whatever you want to call them, bases, and add them in to get more units, get more resources, so on and so forth. So it's it's a strategy game in air quotes, but it's kind of more of a tactics game because there really isn't any strategic decisions that you can make throughout the game. It's mostly like just on the minute-to-minute decision that I'm going to do this instead of that. And even that's not really... It's kind of like a, am I going to attack with this guy or not? Well, hypothetically, you can... Uh, there are like certain gates on roads that'll lead to uh, enemy territory, and you could garrison them with uh, units. But the thing with that is you would have to make sure that you're attacking that enemy from multiple positions at the same time to force them to split their army so that they can't just overwhelm your, your garrison. Right, which usually isn't the case. And more importantly, why don't you just leave a hero there? Well, they can walk by a hero. If you're not paying any attention, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they could teleport past the hero. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. More importantly, the computer can leave massive amounts of people at those waypoints. Yeah, the computer tends to do that. I don't think I did that once throughout the entire game. Um, I mean, overall, this is a gameplay type that I've I've liked in the past, and in general, it was it was fun to play. But there were so many small little annoyances that it just wore me down over time, and I came out of it feeling like the gameplay just could not make up for it because every battle starts to feel the same after a while. Once you play as one of the factions for a little bit, you start to really, really feel like you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Because each faction kind of has their own style of gameplay, so you're not really going to change what you do from battle to battle. It's always basically the same thing. There's a lot of battles that don't need to happen where you're going up against an enemy that you you know you can beat. There's no way they're even going to touch your units, but you still have to fight them because they won't give up. So you spend 10 minutes, 15 minutes grinding them down, and that happens, you know, 20 times per mission for 30 missions. <laughs> <laughs> they do have an auto combat button for those those dreary battles. Yeah, but you lose people if you push that button. Yeah, well, and you're going to lose that. people in a battle. I don't if I play on my own. <laughs> 
Yeah, but you don't have to have all your units to win the campaign. The problem is that you're playing too defensively. Have you ever noticed the way that you wind up with a reserve of like 200 golems or something that don't wind up getting used because you're using them to stand in front of your archer? See, <laughs> Those guys could, you, in in fact, be attacking. You would have a point if it weren't for the fact that after the halfway point of the campaigns, I just I realized that and said, all right, I'm just going to play offensively. Fuck all my units. And it still took forever. It didn't matter that I that I decided to stop playing defensively. I played incredibly aggressively, and the mission still took the exact same amount of time. Well, maybe like, what, 30 minutes less time? But, I mean, Jesus Christ, I put way too many hours into this game for <laughs> 30 minutes to make a difference. What was your final uh, hours spent? How many days <laughs> were you on the game? <laughs> 156. Oh, they... 156? Jeez. One five six (laughs) (laughs) you really are a defensive player but i wasn't in the end that's the thing that was driving me nuts i (laughs) uh no this game sucked up way too much of my time and it's it's my own fault i don't know why i felt like i needed to complete it i think it was because the story was rubbing me the wrong way so much that i wanted to finish it out just to like complain about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that's still, I, I mean, what am I supposed to do? That's that's my problem. I can't blame the game for giving me, you know, enough content to play for 156 hours. I can blame them for having a shitty storyline and arbitrarily lengthening the game, but I can't blame them for providing a, a lot of content. Right. Let's go into some of the, the details about the specific factions that you, you play as, because I think that's where a lot of the more interesting parts and some of the grievances that I had with the game started coming to play. Um, we'll go through them as they did in the campaign. So the first one is the, I think they call them the Haven, which is the Griffin Empire, which is the humans following that, that train of... Yep, that's that's correct. Well, I mean, they're <laughs> humans, but they also have, you know, griffins and <laughs> angels and that kind of stuff too. So right, but... yeah, they're the, they're the good guys, like classic knights in shining armor style. Right. Christian something, I guess, with the angels and priests. But they're not Christians. They they have their own faiths and stuff. But they have a cross. Uh, Look, okay, Christians <laughs> aren't the only people who get to make a tea, okay? But it's very clearly a Christian <laughs> cross. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. And they're called priests. Yeah, they're called priests. Other faiths don't call them priests. Look, have you ever played, like, a Dungeons & Dragons-style game? Anything that heals someone is called a priest. It doesn't mean they're Christians. I've heard them called mages. No, mages are like damage-dealing things. <laughs> They'll call them a something mage. Ah, yes. The ma- yeah, or just mage a of healing. Anyway. I guess I was going to say they, they might be called a monk, but that's still Christian, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell that to the Buddhists. Ah, there we go. So, they could have called them monks. <laughs> That pisses me off. Yeah, right. So that's the Haven. And then yeah. the next one that you wind up playing as is the Inferno, which are the demons. Um, yes, very classic, uh, like, devils, fire, hellhounds. Yeah, they, they come from a different realm, like, different dimension called Sheog, uh, where they have... 
it's not really that clear, but it seems like there's an archdevil called the Demon Sovereign. Um, mm -hmm. And there, his thing is, you know, hates all living creatures, must kill and make them corrupted. But there seems to be some sort of a difficulty crossing the, the dimensional barrier, so they have to build their strength from within the the world itself through like arbitrators that they convert to the chaotic ways is what it seems like that's that's kind of what i gathered although the way that it's spoken about when it's in the humans campaign they very much make it sound like hell they don't call <laughs> it hell they talk about it in, in a way sometimes like it's another dimension or underground or just another part of the land like across the the river of fire you'll find the demon realm but they talk about it as if that's where you're gonna go when you die if you're bad like, right so you're so can you make up your mind <laughs> no in so Is this hell or not <laughs> it's not hell no but the things that reside there are spirits essentially so when you die your soul could go there but it's not it's not like hell in the punishment form i would say it's more hell in the if they enthrall you during life then your soul will be theirs kind of like you know you get trapped there it's not clear where else your soul can go though mm, gotcha yeah then the next one that you play as is the necromancers which i think the name describes fully they're they're the living dead right <laughs> they're that's, they're that's mages it. that do necromancy <laughs> yep and and all their units are dead things <laughs> yep um, um next is the dungeon which are dark elves i don't quite understand what their deal is because it seems like they're trying to take a bunch of random pieces from the previous games like the warlock in heroes 2 and i think it was the dungeon in heroes 3 and like find a reason to still have some of these units but not really explaining why dark elves would necessarily own fire breathing dragons yeah that sounds about right um no <laughs> they don't really provide very much of a reason for how the dark elves showed up in this particular situation honestly i haven't read that much of the lore in the in this universe so it beats me about them yeah i mean it it seems as from what i gathered while i was playing they split off from the regular elves but it kind of sounded more like a, and we split for reasons yeah i mean know? That's kind of usually how dark elf stuff goes, you know. Yeah, a lot of racism around those usually. <laughs> dark elves. You're just thinking of Morrowind. <laughs> yeah, I am thinking of Morrowind. <laughs> well, and a bit of Skyrim because they had Yeah, I know. You you living with the dark elves down in like the the sewery part of that one town. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. This is a place for only the uh for only the Nords. Right, but it was kind of weird how you get to that one town they're just like yeah that's where the dark elves live you're like oh <laughs> yeah they do get why yeah the place in the left bottom of the of right. the map yeah yeah that was it's like funny <laughs> this kind of came out of nowhere guys <laughs> i've played i've played a lot of these games i never felt like we had that much hatred for the dark elves what's your deal <laughs> i remember some people saying some pretty nasty things about the khajiits but not the dark elves well you know I don't know, man. Just the Dark Elves. <laughs> and then uh, the next people you play as are the regular elves, you know, the clean ones. Um, 
<laughs> and they're just they're elves. They they make perfect sense if you've ever read anything by Tolkien. They live in trees. They commune with the trees. They have trees fight with them. They shoot bows. They have pointy ears. And they ride unicorns. Oh wait, no, they don't. They just have unicorns. <laughs> All right. Well, actually, I think they do ride unicorns. But oh, actually, it's just like the, the hero. hero. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. their steed. Oh, they also have fire-breathing dragons. So you know, or green-breathing dragons. Yeah. I don't know if that's still fire. Um, as for their thing, I don't know. They're kind of like guardians of nature, as they always are. Seem to have worked with the humans at some point to fight the demons. Maybe, maybe not. Some ancient lore about how, oh, we could have done this, just like in Lord of the Rings. Oh, but we didn't because we were too nice or something. Yeah, they're so uh, the demons. <laughs> they're allied with the Griffin Empire, but uh, not strictly speaking. Similar human elf distrust as you right. would see in a Tolkien. Um, and also, while we're on that, the um, oh, we're not at them yet, but yeah. There's like clearly half and half on who's who's on whose side. Good light versus dark. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> At least in terms of like outside of the campaign, yes. Right. <laughs> um and the last one is the mages, who I don't really know what their deal is. I they seem to be a, a society built on magic and they shun people who are stupid enough to not know magic or know the wrong kind of magic. Apparently the necromancers split from them. Um they seem to be pretty, like, uncooperative, even if really bad stuff's going on. Yeah, they're the snooty academics of the of the world. So it doesn't. They're the only group that doesn't really have like a defined race. Um, in the academy, there's humans. I'm talking about their Middle Eastern. Oh well, yeah, they wear turbans, but like, there's also <laughs> like elemental creatures and stuff that seem to be heroes in there. Um, True. So their thing is that they kind of like high technology plus magic for their people. Like their their biggest unit is the Colossus, um, and it's essentially a very large golem that they breathe life into via magic. And uh, you know they got mages, they got crazy cat four armed things that I suppose are from some sort of Indian mythology. Um. They got golems and gremlins, and all in all, they're supposed to be focused around magic, specifically. If you wanted someone with high magic, <laughs> they're the people that you want to be. Right. So, as for what, like, makes these these factions play differently, um, I found the Haven units to be, like, the units I would, exp I would expect Kevin to play as, because he always plays as, like, generic, brown-haired, brown-eyed, handsome person in every game you know standard rpg or standard rpg and fps main character so right. that's it's like playing the terran in, in starcraft it's just first one you play as pretty all around okay nothing too special about them <laughs> good for a tutorial level wow really shitting on kevin when he's not here <laughs> uh, he knows how i feel <laughs> <laughs> fair we actually were just playing StarCraft recently, and I was giving him shit for never playing, literally never having played as either the Protoss or the Zerg. Just never touched them. So, it's topical. Anyway, their, uh, their specialty seems to be like light magic, which is healing and blessing magic kind of stuff. Buffs for your, for your units. 
all of their units are very generic foot soldier, archer, cavalry. Um, nothing really that unique. Couple ranged units, couple quick moving units, some that takes a lot of damage. Um, two fly flying units in their heroes. I I really couldn't tell what their special species thing was. It seemed like it would just be the ability to gain um, leadership or mass casting, but uh, it it didn't seem like the other the other guys we'll get to. They they had like very specific. Um, species traits to them and I, I didn't really feel like they had that for the the haven armies um and their other thing was that their at their castle you could train their soldiers into more what i thought was what they meant was upgrade them and what you told me later was that that actually meant just upgrading them to a completely different type of unit right so their specialty is that you can upgrade from like let's say that you have a peasant which is like a tier one uh unit which is essentially useless um sure <laughs> very true and then yeah you get massive numbers of them but they're useless but if you use their special ability at their uh, at their castle you can upgrade them for a nominal fee to archers uh which is the next step up which is honestly probably one of the best units in their army if you get enough of them. i i wish i had known that like because the description in the game didn't didn't explain it to me it just sounded like oh maybe if i don't already have the ability to upgrade them i can use this to upgrade them or like it would automatically turn you know 10 percent of my normal peasants into their upgraded conscript version it just was so vague and there's no tutorial that explains it so i, just, I guess i could have just tried but... yeah just press the button man <laughs> what's so hard about that you make it sound like this is some sort of hidden knowledge. But come on, I mean... <laughs> what? You knew that there was something there. You just chose not to investigate it. That's not on the game. Well, it's on you. <laughs> okay. No, it's on the game for providing a shitty explanation to it. If they had provided no explanation to it or just like given it a name, I would have been like, well, you're not going to tell me, so I'll try it. But you give me a description, I read it and go, that doesn't sound like something I need, so I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to build the building that's that's the real problem is you had to build a building to do it and i don't think there was a reason to build that building it it's says like, upgrade units dude it's not <laughs> it sounds units. good why wouldn't you want something that upgrades your units even if it did that buy the... save you money no. even if it was doing that why wouldn't you do it you're like Ooh, because it costs free enough upgrade money or something better <laughs> it cost me enough money that i would rather spend it on getting the ability to have angels or maybe my missions were going down quickly enough in this part of the campaign that i was like uh, i'd rather just beat it and be done with it the whole campaign though the haven one wasn't very long yeah yeah whatever but anyway fair. what's the you other guys point. <laughs> <laughs> so inferno their specialty is gating they have the ability to copy uh one of their units and material i guess summon more of them from the ethereal realm it's not all of the units that you have but it's some certain percentage in there based on the hero that you have you'll be able to upgrade that and get more units to and you can do it with literally all of their their soldiers mm -hmm. their castle special was you could sacrifice their creatures for experience for your hero which seemed pointless to me in the campaign i could see it being useful in a skirmish but in the campaign because of how long levels are, 
it just didn't really seem like it'd be worth my time spending creatures to upgrade my guy because by the end of every mission I would have already hit my maximum cap just by fighting things in general so I didn't really need the extra experience um right I the way I see that is a lot of the there's a fair amount of like balancing that seems to be going on uh while you go through this there's certain units that are just not good and I think that's something they did for the infernos they made their house uh like attribute like really not that useful but that gating ability is devastating every single unit has a special ability that essentially halves their initiative so they can their next turn shows up half of the distance that it was before and they set a pylon out in the open out in the open that takes two turns but then it'll summon a demon that is usually something like 30 percent of the it like, can be actual more. yeah of the actual I think sum. you can upgrade it to the point where it's actually the same number. Yeah, and it's really good, especially for blocking units cuz when they summon most of the units don't fly, so they have to they have to walk and if you manage to summon a wall of units in their way, it's just it's too powerful. <laughs> right, or stick it next to an archer so the archer can't shoot. Right, that's that's always a good one if you can't get someone over there fast enough. Yeah. Now that I really do think the demons are the most bullshit team just for the fact that they have the summoning ability it just is it's a devastating move it really can make the game completely unfair and not to mention that they've got one of some of the best units i mean you know the, the imps are pretty useless they can suck mana from the, the enemy hero but that's not very it depends on who you're fighting i guess um the demon gorilla dudes are basically useless but they're good for getting in the way but then you get to the succubus which chain attacks with its range which is bullshit they also attack back if anyone attacks them which Mm -hmm. is also bullshit they've got the pit fiend which can cast magic but it doesn't cast like lightning bolt or something no it casts fireball which is area effect so it can just devastate one area of the battlefield and then they have the horse which can cast uh fear when it attacks and cause your units to run away and lose their initiative like they're they're a bullshit team (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're pretty good but there are i'd say that there are downsides um in that their magic i guess they have destruction magic but they don't really wind up with any way of healing your people or um buffing your people that much so it's hard it's, it's easy to say that they're fun to play is because they have really powerful units but some of the other groups have really powerful magic that that kind of offsets that i would say like moving on it's... to the necropolis um the necromancers they're actually kind of unfair because as you like their um faction ability involves resurrecting people so when you kill living creatures you can resurrect them as your own units um and that's good because you wind up killing a lot of just random things to try and get resources, you know? So mm-hmm. you can acquire a very large army in pretty early in the game because you don't really lose anybody. Also, you can get a special ability that allows you to take um, resurrect units that you have lost in the battle, which makes the defensive fight not really that helpful. You can actually just resurrect your own people after the battle, so... yeah. And that's pretty and, powerful for getting a large number of units, especially early game. And their castle ability is to turn 
regular units into necromancer units. Right, which is way more which, powerful than the Inferno. Well, you mean in terms of sacrificing? Yeah. Yeah, I agreed. Um, also, the but, uh, first aid tent can resurrect units during the battle, which it can't do for other factions. Mm-hmm. Well, no, 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 it can't. You just have to upgrade your personal ability at siege weapons to resurrect. Right. Um, no, I, I disagree. The Necromancer is not really that op they limit it with your dark magic or whatever they call it so you have to have a high level necromancer to actually be able to abuse the resurrection kind of stuff and converting units over in the campaign it feels op because of the fact that you come into the game with you know a level 20 necromancer in some of the missions but i think in the regular skirmish it doesn't it doesn't become that overpowering well, in the skirmish, uh, you actually level up a lot faster. Um, oh, really? Yeah, like when you collect treasure chests off the off the map, you get an option between selecting the treasure or like using the treasure to get experience, so you don't get the actual money. Mm-hmm. And just selecting like 500 XP can upgrade you for like I don't know every treasure chest you find until like level five. Hmm. So interesting. It's actually yeah, yeah. You you move through the upgrade tree a lot faster in a skirmish hmm. interesting well either way in terms of their units um the ghosts are definitely bullshit like the random chance of missing an attack on them there was so many mis- so many fights i had to restart just because i couldn't kill their stupid ghosts because the random roll just kept saying i missed and they were just clearing out all my units it's like you you killed all of my archers because you randomly got lucky no i'm loading my game and fighting you again that's that's not fair it's kind of not fair for a free floating unit on the battlefield that you have to go get but if it's the enemy hero that's kind of one of the benefits of being the necropolis you know yeah but there were some that are really seemed like it was like i would never hit them it's 50 50 chance (laughs) right that's a little bit much for something that you can get early on, you can have a stack of like 400 by the time you actually fight with someone, and they actually take a pretty decent amount of damage anyway. It's, I don't know, I I found them to be unfair. They were great when I was playing as them, but to fight against them, they're very annoying. Um, liches, meh, they do area damage, but they're not really overpowering. Vampires are, again, meh, they, they can heal themselves when they attack, but it's not a ridiculous amount so i found the vampires to be really nice because they would uh you would be able to go from like from the start you had a unit that you could use without worrying about losing them you know because they would be able to heal themselves as they as they moved right um and then their bone slash ghost dragons again nothing really special uh next units or next one you play as is the dungeon they're an interesting faction um their creatures kind of blow just all around, they're a pretty shitty uh, faction if you want to play like as an army. But when it comes to playing as a mage, they're very, very good. They specialize in distraction magic. Their special magic um, abilities have things that like give elemental counters to every single unit that can do like extra damage. And they're they're a very good group to play as um, a mage. But if you want to play using their creatures, no, they're all of their creatures are pretty weak and not very um, 
not able to take a lot of damage. They've got like assassins, uh, some elf lady with swords, blood uh, fury, elf lady with with whip with a whip. Shadow um, matriarchs, come on, man. <laughs> hydras. Hydras, yeah. There's someone else in there. There's um, a dragon. Um, well, aside from the dragon. A minotaur. Yeah. Oh, and they also have the lizard riders. Right. See, I think you're underestimating their units. The assassins are great because they poison people on every attack. So by the end of a couple turns, you can have almost their whole army suffering poison damage every time they start. The Blood Furies, they're basically ranged attackers. True, they do get the ability to go back every time they attack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they run across the battlefield, do their attack, and then return with, I don't think, any retaliation by the enemy. I think the upgraded ones, yeah, they don't take retaliation. Which is actually pretty useful. The only downside is that you can't attack and stay if it's like an archer. You can only go there without attacking. <laughs> I don't know. It could have been the fact that I was playing as a mage, so my hero wasn't providing a lot of extra defense and attack, so my units were just weak. But, I don't know, their their units do not seem to be that strong. Yeah, They I mean... seem like a very specialized faction to play as. And the Hydras, they can damage everybody in their field of attack if you get them up to the, uh, like where the archers are, where they usually have defense. True, but they're also very slow, take many, 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 many turns before they get there, and by slow I mean they don't actually have, like, a long range they can move, and they also have poor initiative, so they never come up. And you're also relying on your hero to do, like, everything, so you have to wait until he comes up on his turn which is actually one of the things that bothered me the most about this game compared to the old ones in the previous games the hero was just an extra entity and there was a button you could push to cast a spell they would only let you cast one per like cycle but you didn't have to wait for your hero to come up and have a turn and in this game they made it so that he was actually like part of the creatures you were commanding which kind of ruins one of the only strategy parts of the game because now I don't get to choose when I use a spell. I don't see someone move up and go, ooh, now's a good time to cast this. It's more, ooh, I hope they don't move because if they move, I won't be able to do that. Yeah, you're not wrong. It is nice having a, someone who can always attack, however, because you kind of, like, if you didn't have any magic, any uh, mana left, you're kind of screwed. In terms of what, like, your hero's usefulness, but in this game you can actually have them attack. And it's usually a marginal amount unless you specialize in might, but it's still pretty nice to be able to knock out, like, small units that you don't want to have to deal with with your powerful stuff. Yeah, but it, in the previous game, it felt like he was the general on the battlefield, and in this one it feels like the hero's just a, another unit you're commanding. Right. The main complaint I have about that is that you have to watch their attack animations. Ugh. <laughs> right. I I sped it up as much as I could, but it is kind of a time suck to watch them march out onto the battlefield, do an attack, and come back. Or or pull their bow back ever so slowly, release the arrow, and watch it. <laughs> Two damage. You're like, oh, that was <laughs> so cool. I could watch it another time. Or I could just make you defend, and move on to something that can actually kill someone. <laughs> yeah, there definitely should have been a skip-all-animations toggle. Yeah, that would have been nice. But which no. is a problem, because 
you should be enjoying that part of the game, but yeah. I can tell <laughs> it you it becomes very tedious. I can tell you why it's like this later when we get to um the atmosphere of the game. There yeah. is a reason. Uh anyway, uh was there anything else about the dungeon people? Oh, they could sacrifice units to increase randomly the growth of other units in the um in the castle. Never used it because I had a feeling that you had to sacrifice like good units to actually get something out of it and I needed enough units to be in my army to suck up damage to give my hero enough terms, turns to kill someone. So I wasn't going to waste my cannon fodder. Yeah, I used it. That's what they were. <laughs> well, eventually you wind up with so many, uh, like, you wind up filling up your ranks with your actual, like, faction. But you can get units from other factions if they choose to join you when you attack them. Mm -hmm. um, so I found it useful once I finally got you know, the dragons and stuff, and I had all my slots filled with my characters that I could then sacrifice them for use, you know? Otherwise, you're just dismissing them. True, but I don't think I ever had the right skills to be picking up random people off the street. You need to be more inspirational. Um, you're not very charismatic, I, apparently. Well, my character needed to be more damaging with his uh, destruction magic, so... <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, the next one was the elves. Their special thing was targeting specific enemies for ranged attacks and they had special spells quote-unquote that they would cast that would do that um and that was also their thing for the the castle the main guy that you played as had a i guess it was his racial ability i don't know what it was but at the beginning of every battle every archer he had would attack which was awesome it just you could clear out one unit completely just because you got a free turn to shoot them. Um, as for the rest of the elf team, these guys are my favorite because they had two shooters, one of which shot twice with every move. Um, I'm pretty sure they're the strongest in terms of ranged attack. And uh, they had some other very tough units. Mostly, I guess it mends well with my kind of uh, strategy in the game, which was very defensive. I could put people in the way so they couldn't get at my shooters. And then they were strong enough to soak up the damage while my shooters picked off everyone else. Right, yeah, the Trents, which are the Ents. <laughs> um, yeah, they did a really good job of masking that one. Yeah, they're tree ants. I mean, Ents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're really nice because their special attack is that they tie the person to the ground so they can't actually fight you. Um, they have to attack what's immediately in front of them. Um, after mm -hmm. they've been attacked by the end. Um, and I would say, I mean, they I think they have three archers because of the sprites, which are their low-level creatures. They have a cast. They can do two, two wasp, mm -hmm. wasp swarms, uh, which are pretty powerful. Sure. They also have a attack everyone around them unit with the, I don't know what the hell they were called, but the blade dancers or whatever. Yeah, the war dancers, but also the sprites could attack... I think three blocks in front of them. Yeah, and they had dragons, which could attack through people. Yeah, which is uh, always always good, especially when people stack their archers around. Right. No, they were they were a good team. Very annoying to fight against, though. Those hunters could just blow away your force if you gave them a turn. Oh, they're to be feared. If you see one of those in front of a in front of a mine or a resource stash, like. You got to be really careful because even a very small amount of them can wipe out all your archers before you get them. Mm -hmm. 
And it doesn't matter if it says, oh, yeah, you, you got a very low chance of losing. Right. It's not taking into account what you're going to lose. <laughs> yeah. And they're, uh, they're a third tier archer. That's a good thing about these guys is their archers are third and fourth tier, which are there's seven tiers um, and things usually get more expensive, less plentiful, but better as you go up. Yeah. I used a bit of their um, target enemy, but you, there were so many restrictions on it in terms of like how many times you had to fight them and so on and so forth. And I never really noticed it doing anything. Um, but then again, maybe that was why I was having fun was because that was helping me. Yeah. Um, if we move on to the uh, the mages. Academy, right? That's the last group. Yeah. The mages. Mm-hmm. Um, I played as them for a little bit. I think they're probably my favorite group because their mages are strong. Um, uh, they, they're able to cast, but they're also able to shoot a bolt that goes through enemies. So kind of sucks because if you have people in the way, you can't really target the enemies because it'll wipe out your own people. But if you can get a good shot or you can get one or two extra people in it, it's pretty devastating. Uh, and they can also cast a uh, fireball, I think, which is a area damage. And they have a lot of mana, so you basically have the choice of casting or shooting every turn. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, Raksha... Rakshasa Raja, which are these cat four-armed things, um, are ridiculously powerful and long range in terms of how far they can go in a turn. Um, They're their second best unit. Then their final unit is the Titan or Colossus, uh, which throws lightning bolts and has a beautiful animation. Probably the, the only beautiful animation in the whole game. (laughs) <laughs> but it really makes you feel like you're doing some some fucking damage <laughs> and you are and they're the one of the if not the only ranged uh final unit i think yeah they are they are the only ranged yeah. final unit yeah they are they're i remember the mages being definitely the most powerful units but um there was a cost that came to to playing as them you have to have every kind of resource to be able to make all of their units which can be very annoying if you don't have those resources or there's a hunter sitting in front of those resources <laughs> yeah well you, you might just get fucked and you're not gonna have a chance to get what you need yeah they're definitely a group where you should be sacrificing your units to get those resources as fast as possible because the later stuff is way better than what you start out with the right. first the first three things they have are gremlins stone gargoyles and iron golems and the gremlins do almost no damage, no matter how many you have of them. And the stone gargoyle and iron golem take so long to actually act that they're kind of not useful. But once mm-hmm. you get up to the the djinn, is that how you say that? D J I N N. I think it's just djinn. Djinn, yeah. They're powerful flying units. The Rakshasa Rani or Raja or whatever. <laughs> They're really powerful long-distance units, and the Titans are amazing. So I think the way to play with them is you go go out, avoid the enemy hero, sacrifice your units, collect as many resources as you can, and then get high-ranked stuff. Yeah. They also have that equipment thing as their castle. Um, I never really got to play around with it too much, but it's very expensive. You have to spend a ton of resources to build um, equipment for your creatures. Which we didn't mention 
part of this game is also you can find uh, artifacts laying around the field, which give certain boosts to your hero, maybe better attack, maybe an ability to cast a spell that they don't normally have. Um, these equipment things are kind of a similar thing for your creatures. So you can make your already OP stuff more OP. Or you can make your shitty gremlins actually do some damage. Right. So like some of the, the perks you can get is like plus two health on this all units in the stack. Um, and they stack. So if you like have a thousand of them, it's just one unit that acts as one unit. But it says a mm. thousand underneath. That's what I mean. Um, so if you get equip them with like a plus two health, well, they usually have like two health. So that just doubled your, your stacks by ability. And if you increase their attack by two, previously they did like one damage. So anything greater than one is going to stack really nicely to a thousand, you know? Right. So they're expensive, those, those uh, unit amulets, but they're really powerful if you can, if you can swing the money. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's pretty much all the factions. Um, they definitely all play differently. That is one thing I can give the game is that they did a, a thorough, thorough job of making each faction feel different and have a different kind of focus just because their units are, are different. But at the same time, it's kind of wasn't enough because you'd still kind of come in and do basically the same thing. I mean, the nuances of what you were doing would be different, but at the end of the day, you're still just, you know, picking the archer to go shoot the thing on the other side of the field moving the fast guy across as quickly as you can to try and tie up their archers, using the slow ones to stand in the way. Yeah, yeah, I think it's nice to to be able to just switch how you play the game just by picking a different character, different faction, you know? Just kind of the point for most games, but having so many of them, I think they did a pretty good job of making them all different enough that it was worth it. You know, few units felt identical to one another. For the most part. Yeah, I mean, like, the Dark Raiders, which are the lizard-riding Dark Elves, felt pretty close to something like the Unicorns or whatever. They don't really have that much special about them. Which felt a lot like the Nightmare Horses, which felt a lot like the Cavalry Units. All right, all right. So the Cavalry <laughs> Units are much more powerful. The cavalry but Units the were like the day, tanks. Just, at the end of the day, they cross the field. They usually have a chance to hit something first. Eh. I'm just saying. <laughs> don't, eh, don't eh me. They, the zombies feel a lot like the demon gorilla guys, which feel a lot like the iron and steel golems, which feel a lot like the minotaurs. Yeah, but they have their own things. Like the steel golems can be healed by the gremlins because um, they have like a repair button. Um, the plague zombies can poison the enemy when they attack. So there's more to their attack um and what was the last one? Oh, the demons the demons just kind of suck the horn demons are just well, they're just not useful units they take too long to be used so and and the minotaurs have nipple piercings so no the minotaurs do a double attack did you hear what i said yes they do have nipple piercings but what's your <laughs> point <laughs> like they're manly just, <laughs> just saying <laughs> It was an odd detail that I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know what you focus on. It's okay. Hey, man. <laughs> if someone's going to be walking around in BDMS gear, I'm going to have to take a second look. They're the dungeon, man. What do you expect? I mean, 
I guess that kind of stuff tends to happen in people's basements, but <laughs> doesn't right. mean that everyone has to be dressed up like they're getting ready to fuck each other. I mean, the Shadow Witch has a whip. That's true. She does. And don't even but get me started on the Black Dragon. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so that's the factions. You know, we've kind of gone through the majority of the gameplay and... Um, as for like level design, I found myself very confused as to what was and was not a path that I could go down. Like the main path usually had a road, so that was clear. And on the map, it was like a nice line, so that was clear. But some of these side roads just looked like the forest, or there'd be like this tree that would go all the way up through the entirety of the screen. And I couldn't really see what was behind it. And there's no way to rotate it. Yeah, there is. What? You press the right mouse button, then you swivel. I tried that. Okay, well, you didn't. I didn't try it hard Apparently, enough. Apparently, <laughs> you didn't. No, it's it's of utmost importance in this 3D world to be able to look around things. <laughs> God damn it. Well, it doesn't Such a matter. shame. Now I know why it took you so long. You were spending all that time trying to click on things covered by trees. I couldn't actually click on <laughs> Um. I found that annoying. I also found like certain things about the level design to be just clunky. Um, I didn't like the way that they would divide up the world with the ships. You know, they have these regions where you have to cross water, and it just it felt like they were just arbitrarily lengthening the level because you had to get in the ship, and that automatically kills all of your movement points. Then, unless for some reason you were specializing in ship movement you would go really stupid slow and then whenever you get off the ship it kills all of your movement points so if, if you just did that and some asshole shows up on your side of the map where your castle is you might as well just quit because you're not going to get back there to stop them right. and a lot of the time you won't even know right the, again with the not being a strategy game there's a lot of times where you don't you have no way of knowing if that kind of a thing's going to happen so you're just kind of fucked well you could scout ahead the thing about the game is there's no fog of war, so once you un un like unveil a place, you know if someone walks into it because they force your camera to look at it when it's the enemy's turn. Yeah, but I I'd have to go into the specifics of individual levels that I'm thinking of, but just trust me, there's some points in the campaign where there's no real way of you being able to, I guess, scout ahead enough to know this was going to happen. Yeah. Or even if you did, the distance that they would have to travel was so short that you you were just kind of you either had to complete some objective that would for that would then allow you to do a thing that would then allow you to go fight that person but to do that objective you'd have to cross the ocean and so you were in this situation where you had to go there but they could get to your place really quickly it was it was very frustrating yeah sometimes they'll put would... like a one-way portal on your side right and then you can't go through it but you always have this looming threat of someone coming down and you pointed out that if I just had Town Portal, then I wouldn't have to worry about it. But <laughs> right, Town Portal obviously. is randomly given to you as a late, late up the Mage's Guild tree. Which is something that you of, build in the town. Right. And there were a lot of times that I'd get there, and it would just give me a, a spell I already had. So Town Portal's not, again, it's not strategy. This is random roll of the dice as to whether or not I'm going to get a chance to be able to use a legitimate strategy to play the game. Sure, but a lot of the there are a couple of the end ones that'll let you let you traverse the map faster. 
for instance, there's a literal teleport one that just allows you to teleport, which is nice. I, <laughs> I understand that, but if I keep getting the same one that doesn't let me do that, then... <laughs> it's po- it's possible that they didn't allow you to have that for the campaign. Right. Like, it might have been programmed in that, and you don't get this because campaign logic. Right. Aside from that, it was a, the levels were pretty. There was a lot of subtle animation going on, um, but they were very busy, and it times it was difficult to tell kind of what's going on and what i need to be looking at no you don't need to be looking at anything take as much time as you need it's not timed i guess (laughs) whatever 156 hours eric (laughs) you must have been really adoring those birds flying overhead (laughs) um yeah and, and the fact that they would make some of the levels just unreasonably big just some of the there were there were multiple missions where I would have to have two heroes dedicated to just sending units and it was like a it was like a relay race kind of a sending units. You know, first guy's at the castle, picks up all the units, goes a third of the way, knocks into the other hero who then goes the other third of the way to get to my actual hero that I need to get the units to. And by the time I'm done doing that, I'm already halfway into my second week. It's yeah. it was unreal. It no, I just too big that that was kind of a problem i wish that they upgraded your ability to traverse the map like they upgraded your ability to deal damage as a hero as the game went on you know as you level up to be able to go farther but instead you're pretty much obligated to select logistics which is a upgrade that allows you to travel across like farther distance every turn if you wanted to get anywhere (laughs) so about that upgrading I really do not like the upgrading in this game at all. I do not like the fact that it's random. I do not like the fact that it will sometimes force you to pick one that you don't want. Um, I I don't quite understand why they couldn't just give me a tree to pick from, like in Skyrim or something. This is how it's always been, dude. But it wasn't as annoying in the other games. <laughs> how so? Because I didn't play him as much in yeah. one straight shot, I guess. And you didn't, you didn't know what your options were. <laughs> right. Um, I was a kid. Maybe that's part of it too. I just, <laughs> it's when I get to it, and I'm like, oh man, I'm just finally gonna upgrade. I'm gonna be able to get that whatever I feel like I need. And it goes, you get a choice between navigation or navigation. I go, but I wanted destruction magic. And it goes, I'm sorry, we've never given you that option. And you're never going to get it now. Here's your navigation. (laughs) I think, I'm pretty sure some of the skills aren't an option for certain races. No, all of them are an option. It's just you have a higher chance of getting certain ones in certain races. That would make sense because with the wizards, they were like, you really want basic summoning magic. I'm like, look guys, I don't have any summoning magic. Please stop asking me if I want summoning magic. (laughs) Right. It's like, that's nice, but my mage's guild doesn't have that. Or I so didn't upgrade my mage's guild, so can I please stop being offered magic? Right. I'm not playing as a mage. I want to play as a, a knight, so let me yeah. have better attack. It's a legitimate gripe, but you know, you don't it's get to very, pick everything. So suck it up, buttercup. Damn, dude. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> it wouldn't have been that hard for them to do, and it just seems completely arbitrary and unnecessary. They. They didn't have to do it this way, and I don't really understand why they did it this way. There doesn't seem to be a legitimate reason for them to say, yeah, this seems like a good thing to just 
force the player. Well, you know, this you don't always get... this would be the one get... time I'd be able to develop my strategy. I could, <laughs> I could actually pick what I want to do and develop a character to play a certain style. Instead, I'm randomly given a character that might kind of conform to how I want to play, or maybe not. Fuck me. You're lucky they give you a choice. Ubisoft is your master. They don't have to give you a choice. Oh, that's right. This is a Ubisoft game. Now I understand. <laughs> Which gets into what I was going to say earlier. So what happened with this Heroes 5 game is that um, originally, of course, it was made by 3DO and uh, was it mm -hmm. New World Entertainment? Yep. Um, however, uh, 3DO filed bankruptcy in like 2004 or 2003 when they were already working on Heroes 5. Um, and they were planning for it to be a 2D style like their previous games. It's like higher resolution artwork and stuff instead of the kind of pixely before before times. But Ubisoft acquired it because 3DO was gone. And when Ubisoft acquired it, they were like, we're going to make it new. We're going to make it <laughs> sexy. Are you guys ready? Have this 3D sound. And everybody in the room clapped and cheered. <sighs> and then they showed them what they meant by 3D and, and then everyone they, went... Oh. Yeah, and then they remembered it's 2006, and there's like a hundred different units in this game, and you have to animate them all wiggling. So <laughs> I guess they they bailed out on the nice graphics and kind of made it polygony. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was anything else in the gameplay. Oh, one very 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 specific gripe that uh, pissed me off: succubus attacks anything that's not a demon mm -hmm. which in the level where you have to play as the elves as the demons is fucking annoying as hell <laughs> oh yeah and they put that uh they put that swan pond trap that takes away your health or takes away your uh mm -hmm. your uh movement speed but it says the first thing it says is get luck so you always click on it and then you're like why can't i move like oh mm -hmm. <laughs> you I didn't read this, and I've been doing this like five times already. That's why things are taking so long. Thanks, game. Thank you. Jerks. <laughs> yeah, no, it does suck that the succubi do that. I should probably keep them as the, uh, whatever the first level version was, but I didn't, and I got punished. No, neither did I. Yeah. Um, along the controls of the game, not really anything to complain about. I mean, it's mouse controls, so... What's there to say? You click on the thing. Um, early on, I found their icons to be confusing, and I was clicking on a lot of the wrong things, but then you made fun of me and told me, it's still just a mouse. Just click on it where the mouse pointer would be. And that <laughs> seemed to work. <laughs> yeah. After I stopped, I ignored the fact that it was now a unicorn. Right, it's and like a finger. just pretended like it was still a mouse. Yeah, you have to look at the left top mouse part of it, and that's what's going on. Also, what I figured out pretty quickly was that if you want to look at the stats on somebody, you can't click on the number icon. You have to actually click on the character model. That solved my problem with that pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, I like the fact that they didn't tell you about that. And it took me like, I think I was in the Necromancer campaign before I accidentally right-clicked on someone. And then it gave me all this information. I was like, oh, that would have been helpful. Okay, well, look. <laughs> Why'd you never tell me? Yeah, but you played the game before. You know that you should have that. You just gotta click on them in the right way. I, but I completely forgot that was even something that they would tell you. It just hadn't occurred to me. Yeah. 
Again, or, if you're going to make the entire first campaign a tutorial, can you please fully tutorialize it, not like give me some stuff and not others? So let's talk about something that's actually nice about this game. The way that they, uh, <laughs> well, you're always, you're ripping on it, man. It's not that bad. So they, it, it is pretty bad. No, no. So they included a timeline of who's going to go when, which is amazingly helpful. It was such a pain in the other games when you didn't really know what the next move was going to be. Yeah, <laughs> you could have You could have told, I suppose, by doing the math of who has more initiative and then ordering it that way. But still, <laughs> come on. Yeah, get out your 12-sided dice, noob. Right, and, and the other thing is they wouldn't tell you <laughs> how much damage you were going to do when you attacked, so you just had to guess based on the numbers and get a, get a vibe on it. And in this game, they actually tell you, does this much damage, kills this many people. It's like, oh, thank you, finally. I don't want to do the math, but I have to do mental math if I'm going to do good in this game. <laughs> yeah, although I don't remember that ever being an issue in Heroes 2 or 3. Well, it wasn't issue because we just got a good vibe on and we got used to it. But if they had told us, I'm sure we would have played a lot better. Fair, fair. Especially being kids, we're just like, ooh, this one shoots lightning. That means it does five times more damage than any other archer. Don't even try and no, tell me otherwise. <laughs> no, it doesn't. La 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a centaur, which means he's a better archer. So he's going to do tons of damage. He's got four legs. Four. Well, he could, he can move while he shoots. <laughs> can't can he? he? No. Mm, kind of. <laughs> So along the lines of the, the older game, one thing that they, I think, did do well, um, kind of like what you were saying, was continuing with the user interface that they had. Um, it's very similar from what I remember to the original game. Not really cleaned up so much as just consistent because it, it did work well in the first game or in the first few games. Um, it's not confusing. Everything's pretty well laid out. It doesn't get in the way. It's pretty intuitive. Yeah, I like the user interface really isn't a problem for this one, I would say. Although I would it would be nice <laughs> if in the in the armory, uh like whenever you're like equipping people and like buying stuff, the icons that indicate like whether or not you're buying a unit or if you're going to like build like a building, they're not always clearly designated by their icon and it's kind of uh I wound up clicking on the wrong things all the time for no real reason. Yeah, they don't they don't really have distinct icons. It's like a money bag versus a pile of money or something <laughs> stupid like that. Exactly. Like, Which one's buy all? Oh, it's the one with the guy putting a helmet on. Uh, Why? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, aside from being a little confusing as to what specifically they might mean, um, I did find them fairly easy to, to work through. Um I do miss from Heroes 2, though, actually having to go and find the building that had the units. Now, at the time, I remember being annoyed because I just wanted to go and buy all my units and leave. But now that I can just click on a button and buy all the units, I kind of miss the visual of seeing the new thing added to my castle that now had whatever birds that I could buy. Mm -hmm. um, it just seemed to be more immersive has little of, of immersion that you get in this game um and now i barely even looked at whatever the thing was i tacked onto my building like name a unit i could 
I guarantee I, I don't remember what its building thing looked like. Right. Well, I I miss like the portrait that they used to give. It does look nice the way they have it laid out right now. Um, right now they have like a 3D model of what the town looks like, but none of the buildings are really unique, which is kind of annoying. And you don't get to see any of the units except I think they have like a griffin flying over the the Griffin Empire's one. Um, yeah, the Inferno place is just on fire. Yeah, it would have been cool to have like the same kind of a portrait, but Ubisoft wanted it 3D, so it's 3D. Love it. Right. Right. You will love it. <laughs> and and it did add stuff to the buildings. It just didn't look any different. It's like okay, I have a castle with another turret on it. Cool. Yeah, like it's it already floating in the sky. I don't see why I need to have walls. <laughs> right. <laughs> the uh, the wizards is, a... is floating. Yeah. Yeah, that was another f- funny bit about it. It's like every single. That actually did kind of bother me. Was the fact that you would go and battle these very different factions with very different castles, but every time you fought one, the play field was always the same. It was. You're on one side of a grassy meadow, the other one's on the other side of a grassy meadow with an arbitrary wall, and it that was it. It's right, like, if, if they were going to spend all this time stylizing these castles, why didn't you put in a nice three-dimensional version of the kind of architecture that you had for the for the whole, like, uh, I don't know what you would call a castle building menu? Right, or why couldn't I fight? Like, there's a different challenge to fighting the mages because theirs is in the sky. So you have to use, you have to make sure you have a way of getting up there. Or I know that right. the the uh, uh, what are they called? Well, the elf group, the Sylvian, I think. Uh, they had like a a moat that would find you. The, right. Their their moat. Everyone has a different moat, and it has a different effect. Like I think the demons had a fire moat that would burn you. Um, but the elves had one that would bind creatures to the spot, which was ridiculously powerful. And it would have been cool if they actually had, like, a tree wall that would, like, hold the enemy. If you're going to do the 3D thing, you know, you could at least have them, like, grabbed by roots from the wall and, like, held there. Right. And then if you blew up that piece of wall, then maybe they would become released. See, what I thought you were going to say was the fact that the elf people, their building was a tree in a lake. And it would (laughs) be cool if you had to, like, build a ship to assault their tree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be silly. Yeah, they could have made it like a boss battle, you know. know. I'm just something, something I'm where just, there's like particular things you got to do. I don't know. It just seems like they went through all this effort of drawing and building these models and making them so different, and it just had no meaning on the actual gameplay. Right, not where it counts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, no, you're not going to find me defending their three dimensional thing. Although I will <laughs> say that they did a pretty good job of having everybody like non-stagnant you know everyone's kind of moving doing something just a little bit yeah so about those graphics <laughs> this game looks like shit it really does the backgrounds look nice the sky boxes look nice you know it's it's a very typical you know we we have to make the greatest and greatest graphics ever oh my god this look fantastic everything looks great in the sky the ground looks perfect but the actual animations are garbage the character models in this game are just so weird. <laughs> Why do the humans all look like those little troll dolls? I don't know, man. Every like, their proportions the... are all weird. <laughs> they did fine with 
some of the other creatures, but all the humanoid ones are funky. It just looks so bad. Like, they did a great job with some of the explosions and stuff, but the, the models for the castles on the, like, big main game screen just look like shit. Yeah. Like, really bad versions of the nice model they put together. <laughs> right. And then I think my, like, my favorite thing about their graphics is the way that clearly the story was like the very last thing on their mind because whenever they're going through the story um animations where the people talk and develop storyline <laughs> all the motions that they do are just different animations that they use during combat <laughs> which I'm is so upset that you brought that up which is hilarious I wanted to bring that up <laughs> it's hilarious like the guy will be like it's no, so terrible no we can't do that and he'll do like a guarding animation and then or like a cast magic right and then like two seconds later they'll like go, okay fine i guess i'll do that and then they'll do like a horse rearing up with their arm in the air like right. are you kidding me why do you have to with, emote with the sound <laughs> with the sound with the sound <laughs> but they can't they can't move their mouths no. They didn't animate their face moving during this conversation. But they'd still zoom in on the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. They, I have never seen such laziness when it came to cutscenes. And it the is. part that got me the most <laughs> was, did you get to the part in it when the necromancer guy, Mark Claw or Claw, whatever. Mark Call or something? Yeah, when he resurrected the king. No, I I didn't forget what that looks like. They did a real animation, really? but it's 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 perfect because the intro cinematic is like one art style. Then you have all the cutscenes throughout the game, which are just the in-game animations, and then they have this one where they took those in-game like units that they have and like made them walk and stuff and animate and talk, and it looks fucking horrible. It is so bad. It looks like something out of like an um, early 90s game like like a mario 64 kind of a thing yeah it's so bad that's true <laughs> which is extra frustrating because you're like oh so what you could have done this you animated one of them, but none of the other ones why <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you it was the last thing on their mind oh shit we should put a story in this <laughs> Yeah, I guess. <laughs> we made we made all these campaign missions. I guess we have to have a reason for people to do this. Quick, slap it together in like, I don't know, an Half hour. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Absolutely horrible. Um, the audio is pretty nice, though. I thought the music was pretty good. But here's music has always been pretty good. Yeah, it's definitely just a remake of the previous era's sounds, you know? Which is fine. Mm -hmm. That's how I wanted it, so good. Right. Um, except for the voice acting. Well, yeah. There's like they didn't Remember, even try. There's no one hour. Motion. Yeah. <laughs> uh so I guess this is where we throw up the spoiler warning because we're gonna talk about the actual story. So I doubt anyone cares. But if well, you do, don't listen to this bit because hey we're man, gonna talk about the story. What's the point? You already told them that uh that someone gets resurrected, right? Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. You fucked him up, man. You're going to get some really hateful emails now. <laughs> yeah, from our one listener. Our, our one listener who always wanted to pay for Here's My Magic 5, but now they were convinced they were going to go get it finally. <laughs> After all of my hate speech. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, 
he clearly doesn't understand it, right? They're going to go try it out. But now it's all They're ruined. Like, oh my god, I played Heroes 3. There was a Heroes 5? <laughs> I've been waiting to see what happens. <laughs> I thought there was only Heroes 4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so let me see if I can if I can get this right. After the king and queen get attacked by demons, the queen takes over fighting or takes over the kingdom while the king's off fighting the demons. Mm-hmm. And well, she's with quite, her. But so okay, well, let me let, let you, me get you through go. and you can correct me afterwards. <laughs> this is what I gathered. He's off fighting somewhere. She's doing something, and she's with like the head knight Godric, and he's doing the typical you have to listen to your king who told you not to do anything and you should do it because you're a girl. And she's like, but I'm not a, just a girl. I'm the queen and I'm going to fight anyway because fuck you, dad. And even that's not her dad. So they recruit a, a militia, I guess, to fight off the demons that are attacking the land because I guess her husband's doing a shitty job. And that's kind of just how it goes. She goes on, um, puts together you know, an army. This is very clearly tutorial version of of a story there's a point where someone goes hey you really should learn magic and she goes i don't have time to learn magic and they go well now a bridge is down so you have to learn magic because you have to wait until the bridge comes back up so you're going to learn magic and then she goes and like pushes one button goes i learned magic and then they're like oh well good you learned magic now go get these boots so you can cross the bridge because we don't have time for this so (laughs) (laughs) so then they run into the elves um the elves are sending troops maybe to go and fight with the demons but they're kind of being like fuck you humans about it and maybe they're in trouble but it's not really clear then uh she confuses a demon for an elf meaning she thought that he was an elf but he was a demon even though in the cutscene he was dressed in red fiery armor and riding an evil horse (laughs) so apparently this was a huge surprise for isabella and she's like, oh my god, you betrayed me and killed my army. And he's like, I'm a demon, raw. He's like, of course he was a demon, you dumb shit. <laughs> um, so she gets captured by this demon, and he's all like, no, but you should join me, because I'm not really a demon, but I am, but I'm just a pawn, but I'm not. And he's like, clearly a human or some hybrid or something, but she says no, because reasons. <laughs> and then Story switches over to Godwick, who's all worried that the queen was captured, makes a big deal about it, and then frees her within like the first minutes of that next mission. So that was completely pointless. Um, then we go and fight. They have some stupid argument about, oh, we should attack. No, we should defend. Then I guess we captured the demon. He got away and we're asking Nikolai for help. Cutscene. He's fighting the demon lord, or a demon lord, I think I should say. I wasn't sure if it was the demon from the demon campaign. Either way, no, it must have been him, because he tries to use his special demon amulet, his, you know, warding off thing, and it doesn't work, and he gets surprised, and then he kills him, meaning the demon kills the king. And then Isabel randomly comes in and is like, oh my god, and they have some stupid dialogue and swears revenge. And then, uh what happened next i think it switches over to the demon campaign yeah it does and you you focus in on that demon guy who was an elf but wasn't and 
he's being hunted, so he's running away, and he's got some succubus lady that's his, I don't know, I guess she was another general, and he goes, I'm going to become the next demon king. And she's like, oh, that's so naughty. And he goes, will you join me? And she goes, I like taking bets. And so that happens. Um, apparently the demon sovereign knows about all this stuff and sends other demons to go find him. And so he's like running away and trying to form up his own army to overthrow the demon sovereign. Let's see. Fights off some demons, fights off some more demons. Apparently there's a demon messiah that they're worried about. Don't really understand why. Um, and someone tells our demon, Agriel or whatever his name is, that he needs to go find some old elf dude to help. Doesn't really say why. I'm pretty sure it's like his spirit forms, like, hey, we should team up. And the demon's guy's like, why? And he's like, because that's how the story's going to progress. So that forces you to go, like, find him and work through the elf area. And a lot of points where the demon guy's just, like, taking the piss out of the elves and making fun of them for being poets. Um... And then, like, kills them all, but somehow still thinks that they're going to team up with him. And then they don't. <laughs> and there's a point where you beat one of the elves, and the guy's like, you need to kill me. And your demon's like, no, you're not even worth my time. Go kill yourself if you want to die. You end up finding the demon guy out in the... Or the elf dude out in the fog. Um, but doesn't really tell me much. A lot of kind of nonsense that seems... Like, if I, maybe if I had played every Might and Magic game ever, I might understand what's going on. But they're just, like, name-dropping constantly, and I don't know who any of these people are. So I'm kind of just trying to understand. Suddenly, the demon dude's like, yeah, I kind of want to defend Griffin. I'm like, you kind of seem like a cool dude, but I don't really understand where that's coming from. But okay. Um, and I think the elf dude, like, tries to pull the demon out of the demon dude. Not really sure, because I think that's... A, the very very end of their missions he also kills his succubi lady because she's like oh my god what are you doing you can't not be a demon and you're like wow that was intense and then blip no she's not dead she just got sent back to the nether realm so that was meaningless then it switches over to the necromancers and this dude's really messed up he's like talking to the king's mother uh, i think he's crazy and his <laughs> the king's dead mom is telling him, and it's not like there's a dead person standing next to him that he's talking to. He's just like talking to himself. <laughs> now, it could be bad animation. Maybe there was supposed to be a dead person standing next to him. Maybe he was supposed to be holding a skull, but <laughs> it was just him sitting on a dead horse, raising his arm up a bunch of times. So who knows what was supposed to be happening. Um, but anyway, so he goes off on a quest to go find the queen for reasons. Um, he's She's obviously upset because the king's dead. And he's like, hey, I'll bring your husband back to life and she's like no that's obviously against whatever their version of god is and he's like but no it'll be totally okay and she's like oh, okay and so they go off <laughs> to find artifacts that they need to go resurrect the king apparently they had to go beat up a bunch of mages to get them and everyone's okay with that because mages are just dicks and uh godric comes in and is all like no don't do that that's bad and isabel's like uh fuck off and so <laughs> they uh they go off and find and go to find them. A lot of other shit happened. Let's see. We found the main mage and killed him. And Godric's still upset that she's listening to the necromancer. And apparently Godric has one of the artifacts and the necromancer needs to get it. And he refuses. So he goes and hides in a castle and cries about it. And so they fight each other, but they can't win. 
So they decide to capture Godric's daughter to lure him out. And then we pulled all the wings off of some angels. I'm not kidding about that. That actually happened. <laughs> then we beat him. And Godric gives him a warning that if you resurrect the king, he's not going to be the same. And Isabel's like, uh, you're under arrest. So, fuck you. Right. And I remember at some point her handmaiden turned out to be the succubus lady. I think that happened at the end of the first of the Haven one. Because she just, like, turned into a succubus all of a sudden. was like, I killed your friend. And Isabel was real pissed. Um, So that was the end of the necromancer campaign i guess they didn't resurrect the king at that point i think that happened later yeah it happens later. this switches over to the warlock who has nothing to do with any of what's going on in the campaign you come in their clan leader died so now they're having a tournament to decide who's the new clan leader you win um you want to unite all the clans hang on this is important so Rayolag, <laughs> right the dungeon guy uh, I don't know if I ever wrote his name down, that's but what, sure. That's what his name is. <laughs> he is Agrael. He is the purified version of Agrael. Really? Yep. Yep. That never came across in the game. Well, and that's how, that's what it is. So, yeah. So the reason why Agrael decided to get purified is apparently he falls in love with Isabel, and that's okay. his that's his Dave motivation. Up on that. Yeah. So then he decides to betray his demon sovereign because of that. And he goes and gets purified, and then he infiltrates the dungeon, wins, and then they go around collecting all the dungeon dark elf people into their into their group. Um, you can you can continue if you want, or I can <laughs> abridge. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll continue from there. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, I just thought he was some dude. So let's see. Then at some point after he's done, maybe he's still in the process of reuniting all the clans. He looks in some mirror. And sees the demon sovereign telling him to telling an underling to go capture Isabel, and the guy was like really upset about it too. He's all like, "But he's she's got death on her side," and the sovereign's like, "What are you, pussy? Go fight!" And uh, then you like go through some demon territory to go kill the demon that's going after Isabel, and then they talk, and he warns Isabel that she's in danger, and the necromancer dude's like no this dude's crazy don't listen to him and that's when it cuts out so they never really wrapped up what they talked about or explained who he was i i think it may have happened at the end that they revealed that ray claw or whatever his name was was agriel but Mm -hmm. it didn't happen in that campaign um so then they go off to go resurrect the king and it switches over to the elves and at the beginning of the elf campaign that's when they have their animated cutscene for realsies where the king's resurrected and he's all pissed off Isabel's like oh my god i'm so happy you're alive and he's like you bitch i was dead and in peace and now i'm here and now i'm dead but i'm not what the hell now my soul's damned why did you do this to me and then he tries to eat her <laughs> <laughs> and and the necromancer's right. like no you are under my control you will not eat her yet and so i guess he's a vampire now they never explained it. He seemed more like a zombie in the cutscene, but later on, they refer to him as a vampire. So it's like they have very distinct character model differences between zombies and vampires. How did they mess? I that guess. Up? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of colored him a slightly different color from what he normally looked like. <laughs> um, then they actually switch over to the elves, and 
the griffins are asking the elves for some help to deal with the undead that I guess are rampaging now that the necromancer dude's taken over and warning them, hey, our humans are starting to get onto your land. Please don't kill them. So elves are under attack. You're trying to find the dragons because apparently they left you because you guys are being dicks. So you got to go find the dragons so they can help. Um, Sometime they do some like backlogging of saying that back in the day, you know, leader of the elves, the mages and the griffins fought against the demon lords and lost and the dragons were upset and that's why they left because I guess you did a shitty job. <laughs> so you find the dragons, they rejoin you. Nikolai's attacking the elf capital um, as a vampire and if we lose, everything's lost for some reason. I don't really understand why if the elf capital falls, everything goes to shit, but sure, we'll just accept that random fact. Um, we defend it, the elf king dies, which is not who you're playing as, you're playing as some other guy, and in his last dying words, he tells you to go find the elf seer that uh, the demon dude got cleansed by, and says that, oh, he knows how to defeat the demon king. Promise me that you'll do it, blah, 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 blah. Do what I couldn't do. I wasn't strong enough. So, apparently, that's not as important as defending the capital. You have to go do some nonsense with defending it and raising up armies and, and stuff. But once you get through all that, you find Terror, you, the elf seer, and as you're about to get there, the succubus lady who wasn't dead decided to kill him. And it didn't matter, though, because he comes back as a spirit, so typical Dragon Ball Z death is meaningless. So he has a long exposition as a ghost telling you, oh, oh, the elf lord, blah, 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 don't insult him, blah, 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 succubus took this, blah, 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 she has a scroll. Oh, apparently if you do this, you'll be able to summon the demon messiah. Oh, what's that? It's a thing that Isabel's going to give birth to because the demon lord marked her and now she's going to give birth to a human that can wield chaos magic and walk on the on the realm of humans and you're just like you had three or four campaigns that you could have put this in slowly and instead you're just telling me to open wide now and accept it just just open your mouth chug it nope nope open your throat you're not you're not gonna have any time to process this just accept it there's a demon messiah fuck you let me just tell you the whole plot of the whole game you've been playing so that you can understand what the goal is for this final amazing chapter that's going right. to be the wizards. So get ready. This is going to blow your mind. Right. And they set it up like this is the last mission. And you go find the succubus to go get revenge and get this scroll that you need. And you go fight her. And she's like, wait, don't kill me. Because if you kill me, that guy's going to lose his spirit. And you go, why? Because of reasons. Okay. So if I don't kill you... What do I get? Oh, I'll give you the scroll that you need. Okay. And then she teleports away. And you're like, so that was completely meaningless. You could have just teleported away and we would have had to have any of that conversation and you could have still had the scroll. So, and I know for a fact that killing you is meaningless because the demon dude killed you and you're still here. So, <laughs> what the fuck is the point of any of what just happened? Anyway, apparently that's not the last mission. While I was off doing that, the elves took back the elf land and now the vampire lord nikolai is attacking and you are the only one that could stop him so this is the mission that broke my back i i couldn't finish it you go through all this and it's a gigantic map i got through 
many layers of necromancer places through an entire underground area of more necromancer villages and stuff, taking all these things. And I ran into a witch's hut and she's like, the only way you can beat Nikolai is if you have phoenixes. I'm like, why? Because only these magical birds can make sure that he dies for real because he's a vampire. I'm like, but I've killed a lot of vampires. A lot of vampires. I don't understand why I need phoenixes. You need phoenixes. Okay, fine. I need phoenixes. How do I get phoenixes? Because that used to be a thing I could buy as a sorceress, but that's not a faction. So right, there's no, how do I get these? There's no sorcerer <laughs> faction, so therefore you need phoenixes. So how do I get phoenixes? <laughs> well, the only way you can get phoenixes is if you gather the dwarven relics. Why? Because then I'll think that you're worthy and I'll give you my phoenixes. <laughs> can I kill you and take your phoenixes? Why do I need to go collect these? Because we're arbitrarily lengthening the last mission of the elves. Fuck you. Go get these relics. So, when got the relics, not hard. The things that were defending them were very easy to take care of. It just took me days to walk there. Come back, get the phoenixes, take them off to go fight. And I'm, I must have been like six hours into this mission at this point. I'm like, all right, almost done with the campaign. I just have one more campaign after this. And I fought Nikolai and he crushed me. Like, I didn't even stand a chance. I was expecting it to be one of those, like, if you fight him before you have the phoenixes, like, you might be able to stand a halfway decent chance. Maybe you actually can beat him, but he comes back. Or there's just, like, no chance. And maybe if you come to him with the phoenixes, like his defense and attack gets nerfed or like there's some cutscene and all of his troops get wiped out fighting the phoenixes no no they're just like part of your units and you only have like 15 of them maybe maybe 10 at this point i'm carrying around like 30 emerald dragons and i have to like sacrifice one of my units to put these stupid phoenixes in there that i attacked one of his units it took out like <laughs> two out of the 2000 and then they just wiped my phoenixes out and continued on to murder the rest of my troops. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. Fuck you, game. I don't know what you want from me, but this isn't happening. I'm seeing another two, three hours of just grinding to get more troops to go fight this guy. I don't want to play anymore. You've, you've beaten me. I don't care what happens in the story. Fuck it. I quit. Ah. <laughs> uh. But you were so close to being the wizards. I I was. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. I I had wasted too many hours of my life playing this game. Uh, what's another twenty four hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. So please tell me what the fuck happens, and how much of that was actually what was going on. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much what was going on. Um. Uh, so. Essentially, you kill Nikolai, and the reason why you needed the phoenixes is because you need to burn him, burn his body. Otherwise, he'll come back. Obvious question, why does it need to be phoenix fire? Yeah. Obvious answer, is... magic. Um, but I have magic. <laughs> oh, magic, dude. Just, you just need phoenix fire. That's the only cure for dead. Um, basically, you kill Nikolai, <laughs> he dies, gets burned, so he can't be resurrected, um, and then you switch campaigns. So... Zaheer is the son of the um the big powerful wizard that was killed earlier in the game. Um and yeah, Cyrus. He he like I guess he graduates from college. 
um, because it's not really clear why he was busy while his entire kingdom was taken by the undead. Um, but <laughs> he graduates from college and he walks out into the shining bright light of freedom and he finds out that his entire kingdom's gone. So you're the only one that can take it back. So you do. Um, <laughs> he goes around and I was takes... in a coma for a month. What happened? <laughs> right. Man, that final exam was fucking intense. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He must, have, <laughs> he must have crawled out of his study hole, crawled out of the library, and like went, oh, how many years has it been? <laughs> oh, I thought that was me that smelled bad. It's all the dead bodies around. Jesus. Yikes. Good thing I was in wizarding school. Now I'm a wizard, <laughs> and I can do something. So he Maybe walks Maybe he was out. off at Hogwarts. He must have been off in some strange dimension. Uh, the owls <laughs> stopped flying, and he didn't notice. Um, either way, he, he walks out of his, his dungeon of a college and he finds out that Markal, the necromancer has taken his kingdom. Um, so he takes it back and kills him. Um, so now the, Wait, that's it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure it probably took like four or five missions to do that, but yeah, that's the main story plot point. Um, and then he gets the wizarding areas back and then Zaheer and Realag, the um, good version of Agriel, because he loves Isabel. Um, Zaheer and Realag go to save Isabel. Who's Zaheer? Zaheer is the wizard hero. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they go to save Isabel, and of course... From Z what? Well, because she's going to give birth to the the evil... Oh, right. The evil demon. Um, and currently she's being lured by... Um, the succubus that keeps playing, <laughs> or you know, like some some demon version of a thing trying to bring her to the the demon sovereign. And apparently, the dungeon guy Raylag has been followed by this uh, secondary general, right? Mm -hmm. Female general, and she turns out to be the succubus that has continually been betraying people. Um, oh man. Yeah, so she steals, once they save Isabel, she turns out to betray them and steals Il Isabel and carries her off to Shayog, um, to the demon sovereign, Kabaleth, and then uh, Zaheer and Raylag go to Shayog to fight Kabaleth, and they win, and they take Isabel home, but in the last cutscene, Isabel's eyes glow red, so... Oh, no. Mind blown. Maybe she was a decoy. Maybe the real Isabel is going to give birth to the demon messiah. Who knows? You'll just have to wait till the next game. <laughs> Cue expansion meaning. Yeah. Cue another 150 hours. <laughs> no, this this story was just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you made it that far. I'm surprised you took notes. <laughs> I, I took a lot of notes. It's just, it was so bad there's so many cliches so much unnecessary dialogue so many plot holes so many points where you, they just had these completely meaningless deaths going on and like all this juxtaposition and, and discussion about this and oh my god and oh it's so important and that no, no it doesn't matter <laughs> mm -hmm. just, and everybody changes their mind within like a two minute conversation right no i could never do that yes you could but oh, okay. you should do that okay 
<laughs> sure. Why not? Oh my god. It was <laughs> Yeah, no the storyline's trash. I enjoyed the uh, gameplay though. So it was just a a click through. <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, I think that's probably enough of beating this game to death. Let's uh let's move on to like our rankings. Unless there's anything specific that we haven't talked about that you'd like to. Uh no, I think we can get on to the rankings. Um what's the you want to give the spiel about what ranking means? <laughs> right, so as always, we don't do numbers because I don't think our ridiculous discussion can be boiled down to a 10 out of 10 or something. Um, so it goes into two categories of like good versus bad, and then like best would be, you know, I play it all the time, always playing it. Um, bottom of the good would be, yeah, I, I mean, I'd pl- I had fun with it, but I don't ever intend to touch it again. Whereas then in the bad category, the top's like, if all of the games that I want to play just erupted in fire, I'd play this. Um, whereas bad is, like, I'm so upset that I even had to touch this game. <laughs> so where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I'm at the top of the bad, almost in the good. Like, no, let me rephrase that. The campaign is in the bottom of the bad. I would never touch the campaign again, ever. But the game itself, I'd be willing to play with someone else because it's functional. I, I'd probably try and convince them to go play Heroes 3 instead, but it's not so horrible that I wouldn't... Like, if you were to say, hey, can we play a round of Heroes? I'd bitch and gripe about it, but I'd be willing to do it. Fair. I think I'm at... I'm at the, it's it's pretty good. It's worth, if you like heroes, I think it's still a lot of fun to play. I think that the characters, <laughs> well, the story is shit, but the the extra abilities that you get, um, like the race, race abilities, are fun, and they add something to the game that they hadn't had before. So it's a little bit different, but all in all, it still has the same feel in terms of how the game plays, and that's what I wanted. I just wanted to play another Heroes game, and unfortunately, my my nostalgia doesn't care about your facts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I I feel like I should have as much nostalgia as you do for this game, but for some reason, it doesn't uh, doesn't mean as much to me. <laughs> it doesn't help that it doesn't look like a Heroes game, really. Not even close. Yeah, it's the it's the sad part about it. It had, I think it. If they just didn't do a 3D, it would have been a lot. It would have the, felt better. The cell shaded semi 2D thing they had in Heroes Three was looked good. Yeah, it looked good. There was nothing wrong with it. I don't and see the 3D just kind of made things look weird. Yeah, it would be cool to have like a really well rendered, like artistic two dimensional game. You know, mm-hmm. where it's like you know that kind of gritty like landscape painting kind of look that you can have. Like, nowadays, like, things people use for, like, screensavers of, like, fantasy stuff like Lord of the Rings, you know? Right. Like, that would that would work perfectly for it to be everything to be, like, portrait-based, you know? With the animations being brief, but still well, um, you know, good shading, good, like, mood. Right. Or do what we always wanted them to do, which is render literally every troop that you own. Right, and let you zoom into the battlefield if you wished. Right, and watch a thousand goblins attacking ten dragons. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh, that would that would have been awesome. Or like at the end of your battle to then render it as like a video. Yeah, that would be cool. Because then really cool. Yeah, because then it would be like you know how it turns out and you know what order things fight and you chose what they attacked, but now you get like the cinematic version. It could be really poorly done, but it would also be really cool if they put effort into it. Right, and they totally could because Planetary Annihilation has stupid numbers of units being rendered. Yeah. No problem. And their 3D looks way better than this. Right, and Total War has a... (laughs) Total War, I don't know if you played it, but I haven't played it. I've watched other people, though, and they do a really good job of having massive amounts of units. Yeah, I played a bit of the Rome one. Yeah, I think that's a classic one. But uh, it's a shame. It's too bad. Yeah, there was potential. Um, in other in other news, the Heroes Six it has it does allow you to choose your upgrade tree. Um, but the upgrade tree is kind of wonky. The animations are much better, but I still wish it was two dimensions. <laughs> uh, but I feel that the grind gets worse. You literally can't lose anybody, so. I have a feeling we're not going to be doing a Heroes 6 review. <laughs> Probably not. No. I don't know if I have another 150 hours in me. <laughs> uh, you have your whole life ahead of you. Don't you want to spend a whole week's worth of it? Oh, God. So, as for a terribly worded one-liner to sum up the game, I'd say uh, Heroes 5 is the best time I've had ruining my mosto- my nostalgia for a game. <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> took everything Brutal. i loved about the old game and just shat on it <laughs> there you go <laughs> what about you i'm gonna stick with my nostalgia it doesn't care about your facts <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> anyway i i would love to talk more about this just because of how many hours i spent but i will spare the <laughs> Our our single listener that that horror show. We'll just move on to finishing up the show. So, um, thanks for listening. This has been probably more for me than anyone else at this point. <laughs> <laughs> nice and cathartic. Yeah. So, just as a reminder, we have a Facebook page. I've been doing a very bad job of paying attention to it, but that's why I don't do anything on my own personal Facebook. So, sorry. Um, it is. Utter Descent, there is also a profile under the same name, because I fucked up, so if you go on there and post something, I will post back as Utter Descent, because I find it amusing. As for Twitter, um, same handle, at Utter Descent, same deal with the Facebook. I try, but there's only so much I can do. I'm just not really that into social media. Maybe someday I can convince Mark to do something with it, because he seems to care more. Um, <laughs> as for where you can find us, we're pretty much on everything now. Um, we're on Podbean's our main one, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker. Uh, one thing about, I think it's Spreaker, they want me to pay more money to keep all of our shows on. So if you're listening to us on there, you might want to switch to Podbean or any of these other ones because uh, I'm not going to have the old episodes up on Spreaker. I'm just going to delete the old ones and put up the new ones. So up to you as to, to what you want to listen to us on. Um, and that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Um, in terms of what we're doing next, in case anyone's interested in our rolling um, game list, we were supposed to do Bastion before Christmas, but 
various traveling and, you know, normal things got in the way of Kevin and I recording that. So sometime soon we're going to do that. That'll be definitely the next one that comes out after Heroes. Uh, next, we're going to do Battlefield 5 compared to Battlefield 1. So that should be a lot of fun because uh, Mark, Kevin, and I have played a lot of both of those games and we have some comparisons to make between the two uh, with things that we think they did right and things that we think they did really, really bad. After that, uh, Eric's working on Don't Starve and I'm working on Conker's Bad Fur Day. And I think I have Mark doing Killer's Dead and Mark has Kevin doing Metro 2033. So, and just as a reminder, anyone that's between someone else and someone else on the podcast, it's not me. I'm still going to be there, um, but I'll just kind of be background noise to their arguments. So that is our, that is our lineup. Uh, we're going to try and get back on a more regular output of these now that the Christmas season's over. But, you know, as always, we don't get paid for this, so you get what you get. <laughs> right. <laughs> um so yeah, I think that sums up everything, and we will catch you guys next time. Yeah, thanks for listening.